0: I'm Amelia, and I'm Sophie, and welcome to Soma So Good, a Fruits Basket reboot podcast. Here we are talking about the Fruits Basket reboot. Uh, we are both manga readers, but we try and keep it spoiler-free. If we slip up, I'll put timestamps down in the descriptions, as long as as well as content warnings. Um, I. I'm a busy college student slash grad student because I'm a nightmare person, so my brain is scrambled today. Hope you guys are ready for an episode, because you know what else is scrambled? This fucking episode. (laughs) Also, the pacing of this
1: episode was insane. Demented. Yeah. It was real bad. It was one of the
0: worst. I don't... Just tremendously bad. I don't know who decided... To make this episode paste the way it was and combine the episodes the way they combine- or, like, combine the material they combined for this episode, truly a phenomenally bad decision. I mean, I see what
1: they were trying to do with, like, the first half of the episode is about a girl who has a crush on Yuki because she knows him, versus, like, a girl who has a crush on Yuki, but she has this, like, projected version of Yuki- like, it's not real, like, I see what they were trying to do, but, like, Motoko is such a weak character that, like, it makes no sense, and also I feel like it was, like, five minutes of the episode, so it wasn't, like, half and half. It was bad.
0: It was, was, what it was, it was bad. It was so bad. This episode was, like, it had a couple good moments, but as far as, like, an adaptational th- this was just like a poorly adapted episode i did not necessarily enjoy this episode very much at all oh um, i I like the first half a lot i feel i don't know i have like i think i might just be in a mood today um, <laughs> but, but i feel like the writing for i i don't know i feel like some of the writing with machi is a little weak interesting uh, not necessarily exceptionally weak for fruits basket but i think because I feel maybe less nostalgically about Machi than some of the other characters and also just because I feel like I don't we can talk about it we get to Yeah. It. Um.
1: No, I'm curious what you have to say because Machi is a character that I really never cared about like at all until pretty recently um, and now um, it was really when I was doing my season 2 rewatch when I was like when I started to become really interested in Machi so I'm interested to hear what you yeah. have to say on the other side of the fence <laughs> <laughs>
0: i like Machi. i just like i feel like this mm. episode despite being a Machi episode wasn't great mm-hmm. anyway okay um, <laughs> let's 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 get into it let's let's go chronologically mm-hmm <laughs> uh i'll wake up at some point I'll, we'll get my brain back yeah i promise guys uh but um cold open was real short Mm -hmm. machi got some ambiguous disorder she (sighs) she do have some disorder a disorder that has to do with um having compulsions
1: i would say that's the main the main thing yeah basically
0: she she it's 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 yeah it's ambiguously something with compulsions we don't know what it is because it's not like any actual character in fruits basket has like a diagnosed canon, like, disorder or mental illness. Like, obviously, some of them, it's, like, I feel like it's kind of easier and more straightforward to yeah. be, like, Yuki has PTSD. <laughs> yeah. And uh Kakarou has fucking ADHD. I know this in my soul. No, he, he really he just, does. <laughs> he really, really does. Um Toru has anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. some of them are, like, a little more straightforward. And then some of them where it's, like, here's some random, like, it's, like, hana is kind of ambiguously autistic machi ambiguously has some ocd like qualities like stuff like that yeah um but uh yeah but the cold open was a fun little detail Mm -hmm. yeah it's good it it very um i i think it's
1: a good um as the thesis for the episode right that machi resents the idea of perfection um yeah yeah, without, that was basically what they were trying to get across. That she resents yep. the idea of perfection and that she has compulsions um, so that she can kind of, like, cope with that and, like, get it out of her sight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did also make a note, because I don't think this is a coincidence, um, that the Japanese word for snow is yuki. Uh-huh. Um, and I like the line that she says, a clean field of white snow, all undisturbed and perfect. Um, And then she knocks over the chalk, which I think if you if you take it as the the wordplay that it is um, with the homonym, um, it kind of also reflects Yuki as well, that people project this this perfect um, idealized version of him onto onto him.
0: um, And it's just not true. It's simply not true. Um, Yeah. That's a fun little it's it's absolutely not something you can pick up on if you don't know that Yuki means snow yeah. in Japanese. But I'm one hundred percent I'm
1: one hundred percent sure it's wordplay because um there's yeah. so many homonyms in Japanese and a big part of their um like the way that they write is it plays off that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. That's all I have to say on the cold open Me too. My
1: next note is, boys who set up space heaters together,
0: stay together. <laughs> no, my note was how Naohito is, like, dangling himself at an open window in the snow, and Yuki and Kakaru are sitting in front of a space heater, like, they're just letting all the heat out, like, they're all so <laughs> stupid, they're all just so dumb just so dumb and this is the cream of the crop of their like class too <laughs> like their student council and they have just no brain cells <laughs> they're all the top of the fact that kimmy is the top of her class <laughs> i actually love that for no it's her. amazing That's like, oh so good um and then kimmy walks in and she's like "Ugh, another senior asked me out like what is their problem <laughs> I love Kimmy. I love Kimmy so much. Every single every single scene
1: that Kimmy is in, like she's just like one of those people who like brightens a room.
0: But also yeah. she's like a huge bitch. <laughs> and she, I am like obsessed with it. I love her. She's so good. She's so fun. Um and just kind of a s she's 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 a glowing star <laughs> as far as like minor fruits basket characters go. You know? Like her, um, hana's little brother you know just like rare gems yeah uh yeah and then yuki's like and she's like oh yuki i bet you have to deal with this bullshit all the time too doesn't it suck and yuki's like i can do nothing but wound people (laughs) Both on, like, opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, Kimmy's like, honestly, I think it's selfish for you to confess your feelings to someone who you know doesn't reciprocate. Like, don't you get that that's annoying? And, and Yuki's like, I am a burden on society for being able to unable to reciprocate love. And I'm like, can either of you be normal about this at all? It's so funny. I feel like it
1: so speaks to the core of their beings that Kimmy yeah. is just this, like... <laughs> she is she's selfish I think like that's like one of yeah. Kimmy's biggest defining traits is that she's selfish and she's also very very self confident and Yuki has zero self confidence <laughs> um, and he like he just carries around this fear of like others hating him so like him having to turn people down just exacerbates that um, yet yeah, they're like complete opposites but they're both very beautiful I guess yeah
0: They're both so beautiful. It's always like kind of funny to me when I'm watching an anime and there's these characters that are supposed to be like so much hotter than all of the other characters. But because the art style, especially like in animes like Fruits Basket, isn't very diverse and like. You don't get a ton of, like, I almost just said morphological differences. You can tell I've been doing scientific writing lately. Um, (laughs) But you... Come on, Amelia. What's normal words? Not phenotype, not morphology. Diversity in, like, (laughs) facial features? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Anyway, but, like, or, like, body type. Like, body type and facial features are pretty similar. So it's, Mm -hmm. like, oh, supposedly Toru's plain looking and Yuki's, like gorgeous but in the actual anime they look
1: very similar yeah Um, no it's the same with like machi they're like oh she's so plain she's so boring looking like she looks exactly the same as everyone else
0: yeah um which i always it's like trying to do plots or commentary on like that kind of stuff in an anime unless you choose like a more um flexible art. like like mob psycho has like some characters are like they visibly make some characters look like I guess, like, prettier or uglier and it, like, actually works Mm because, like, there's just more, like, variability in the art style in Mob Psycho versus Fruits Basket where everyone looks the fucking same. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: they're both hot. Uh, That that was the conclusion. They're They're both hot. hot. Uh, My next note is I hate now. I fucking hate now. (laughs) I hate now. He's such a little dick for no fucking reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's just... short and really insecure and a little dickhead and that's basically his entire character and it's not very it's not funny he doesn't have like a lot of endearing qualities to balance it out yeah because he, he like does
1: kind of remind me of like kyo but like at least Keo like is at the very least a little cat so he's got that going for him <laughs> He's got other qualities too, and he's also
0: trying very hard all the
1: time. (laughs) And he's not four foot eight, so (laughs) now it's so short. (laughs) Oh, now it's like actually under five foot. (laughs) Like Yuki looks enormous next to him, and Yuki's like five seven. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Poor now. But yeah, so Kimmy reads now to filth as she should um yeah and then she makes a truly an iconic Kimmy
0: joke about what is actually important (laughs) when you're looking for I I was (laughs) pour one out for like the lost um fake out about dick size um what do you mean I, I, I think like the original joke was like what really matters in a man is the size of his wallet yeah is that not what they say in the anime in, in the sub, it was, like, what really matters is, like, his bank account, so it takes out the size of his, oh. so they take out the, the dick size fake-out.
1: That sucks, because it, it is a dick joke.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: How <laughs> um. I many dick jokes in this episode?
0: They, they could only have one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe <laughs> that was why.
0: They sacrificed Kimmy's jip joke for Kakarou's fucking wild ass behavior oh god <laughs> uh, i took a
1: note this is more of a political commentary than an actual commentary on uh first basket itself um yuki says listen that's so my money it's not my personal money okay bitch <laughs> 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 oh so you get the generational trauma but not the generational wealth got it
0: <laughs> fucking yeah. lib I- that's such rich kid behavior. It really is. As as if like his his stipend isn't paying like sugary to feed and house him like. And also like Toru. Yeah. <laughs> like like it's probably basically Yuki's money that's feeding and housing Toru like. Like I would cuz I know it's like depending on what I think this is lore if I remember correctly like dip, like zodiac kids get a stipend from the family and I think like like, Yuki, I think, it's more than, like, Ayame would or something because of his status as the rat. But that might just be me misremembering shit.
1: Um, I, I don't
0: remember that. But I don't know. Um, I, at the very least, no Zodiac members get money. Yes. And so, like, I bet that, like, some combination of Shigure, Shigure's stipend, Kyo's stipend, and Yuki's stipend is going to, like, feeding and housing Toru. <laughs> Probably, because... Because their stipends would probably go to feeding and housing
1: themselves, because Shigure wouldn't be responsible for the, like, financial aspect of them, because they're not his kids. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they probably- I assume that all three of them eat the cost of Toru, in exchange for her doing all the
0: housework. Yeah. Anyway. The, The theoretical, like- budgeting of fruits basket this is what you come to Soma so good for like where is the money for the groceries coming from <laughs> it's coming from the drug money <laughs> <sighs> I always want to like an episode where Uo and Kareno where like Uo finds about, about like Kareno's like criminal ties and is like dumps him cause she's like I got out of that life what the fuck <laughs> that's why she dumps them <laughs> yeah that's another reason yeah but it would be funny if she was like wait this is not my like handsome rich boyfriend this is a fucking criminal and we are done <laughs> i mean he's a criminal for other reasons but um... <laughs> he takes her to dinner
1: and it's a bunch of fucking yakuza people there
0: <sighs> not a good
1: scene yeah not a good scene anyway uh where were we
0: um right. yuki
1: being a fucking libertarian
0: yuki being a libertarian <laughs> um oh i got it out of order
1: then kimmy reads now to filth um because she's like yeah. oh i see like you have a crush on someone who has a crush on yuki and you're mad about it i love that yuki every single time he has an interaction with now he literally doesn't react like at all like he literally <laughs> does
0: not give a fuck about that guy and that is really iconic i think <laughs> yeah Yuki who cares so much about every person's opinion of him ever is actually like actually this kid i don't give a shit it's not not He's worth too my mental energy me to care about
1: <laughs> it's um, so even in the very beginning when now was like i fucking hate you you're my rival yuki just kind of like stares at him
0: yuki's like i already um have a rival so this is awkward <sighs> i'm taken rival wise yeah um, <laughs> That quadrant's (laughs) filled. Sorry, your homestuck joke. I should go to jail. (laughs) Except prison abolition is important, so I shouldn't go to jail. (laughs) 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 Uh, Guys.
1: Wow. Okay, this Uh, is an episode. (laughs) Okay, and then those girls come in, because now, like, stomps out, and the girls come in, and they're like, Oh my god, Machi's so scary for... pushing a box of chalk off a table i don't know why that's scary but it is like i mean i think they it's meant to ass. yeah they just fucking hate her so i do think it's interesting that it is stated previously by haru that machi and haru are in the same class so in a class of one girl who pushes chalk off a table and a guy who will just randomly go completely apeshit and smash all the windows <laughs> and the desks, Machi <laughs> is the one they're scared of. Okay. Uh, like, horror is legitimately part- insane. <laughs> okay.
0: I think it's part double standards, yeah. part just bad writing.
1: <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think there's a lot of commentary about uh, in this episode about how like women are held to much higher standards than men, especially when it comes to mental illness, but I agree with you. I I kind of think that uh she
0: might have just forgotten. Like, yeah. E- even if she hadn't forgotten, like I don't know if expecting your audience to suspend their disbelief that much is realistic, like for them so. to think that she's scary for for them to think, for us to think that like Machi is the scary one in the class compared to Haru, and that like girls are still swooning over Haru despite the fact that he destroys classrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so. know. I don't think I need to suspend
1: my disbelief for that mm-hmm. because, like, I think that that is a real thing that girls will excuse men's violent behavior, um, and just chalk it up to like male aggression, and when women are like, visibly mentally ill, um, people think that they're, you know, they're hysterical or
0: whatever. I think that's true. I do think if a random... I think part of the reason I would have a harder time buying that for Haru is because, like, Haru... Obviously, he's, like, hot, but he's also, like, deliberately scary and alternative-looking. And I think if there was one kind of weird kid who had a bunch of piercings and always broke the dress code and then he like broke every window in your classroom. I think you would be scared of him. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think both are possible. We just don't have Like if he a got into an occasional If he got into like some fights and girls still had the hots for him, believable. If he completely went ballistic and wrecked classroom <laughs> and everyone was swooning over him, but like freaked out about machi breaking some chalk yeah my counter argument
1: to that is that haru is an extremely nice guy that's true like personality wise like the one like he he won berserk one time but every other time he is like a super nice dude and like really chill
0: that's true the fact that he's extremely chill yeah. in every other scenario does help the pill and down. friends with momiji Yeah, (laughs) which definitely helps his image. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I wonder if Momiji, like, I feel like Momiji knows this and is like, I am good PR for this motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, no, he definitely does. (laughs) Oh, okay. But yeah, it could go either way. I think we
1: don't, um, we don't have any information. That's the only time, um, we, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah. We're both right. these girls are (laughs) super bitchy about Machi. And they're, like, spreading rumors about her and being, like, she's so scary. I heard she tried to kill her brother. Like, whatever, just being nasty. Um, And Machi shows up and then is, like, I got (laughs) a (laughs) dip. Oh, fuck. Um, There's also the bit with uh, Kimmy, which I thought was funny, where she's, like, (laughs) I would never believe Machi would do such a thing. I'll be by her side forever. And then Machi shows up and runs away because freaky bad scary social situation and Kimmy's like I can't believe Machi would do this <laughs> she's <laughs> so funny like I
1: love that she so... just has zero moral code <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing Kimmy says matters because like
0: yeah and then uh, yeah and Yuki and Kakadu are both just standing there like yeah classic Kimmy I had a question. I didn't, I couldn't
1: think of an answer. I was wondering if you had any thoughts. Um, just based on this scene where, like, they're talking mad shit about Machi and Kakeru is just sitting there. I was wondering why you think Kakaru and Machi keep their relationship on the DL.
0: Hmm. It might be similar reasons why, uh, Kakaru, um, doesn't interfere with her bullying, um, in that he doesn't want to a bring more attention to her, um, make any because I imagine cockatoo's kind of popular with the girls at school. I think he's supposed. to... I don't know. He's tall and attractive. I think, uh, whatever. We. I'm just assuming because they all look the same in anime as we've before mentioned.
1: <laughs> Based but, on
0: how often Kimmy flirts with him, I'd say that he is probably attractive. Yeah, but. And all the girls at the high school are fucking demented. Um, (laughs) So, I don't know. But it could also just be that, like, they were in a worse place relationship-wise when they started high school versus where they are now. And so they didn't really interact or want to bring it up. And now it's, like, it would be weird. Like, now they're Mm -hmm. kind of stuck, like... You know, we kind of kept our relationship on the DL at first, because we also, like, we just in general weren't really talking to each other, but now we are. Yeah. But now it would be weird to reveal that we're siblings. Okay, yeah. I don't know. These are just, here's a couple theories I'm positing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about it, because, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it just seems kind of, like, the the bullying thing in season two, where he doesn't step in and instead he does it um indirectly, made sense because... Of, like, this situation. hmm But, um, yeah, it just... It, it, I was just thinking, like, I wonder why he never, like, sticks up for her um, when she's not there. Yeah. I mean, I think their relationship is really, really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think it might all just boil down to the fact that their relationship is very complicated. And Kakeru doesn't really understand Machi very well. And so I don't know if he... I don't know if he thinks that he knows what's best for her. And so maybe he thinks that staying out of it completely is the best um,
0: move. I don't know. hard to say. He is simply a teenage boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Kakarou is sitting there. And I do just kind of looking unhappy, (laughs) uh, frustrated, and bad. Um yeah. I don't think I don't think he buys it, like or whatever. Like whatever. We can move on, but then they go, it's Yuki and Kakaru a little walk time. Oh I
1: had or something no, to a say. Flashback. Yeah, so we get like uh we get fed a little bit of Machi's point of view. Um but we're fed the story backwards, right? So first we get yeah. it from the girls and then we get like the end result of the conflict from machi's point of view but i think that like it does do a good job i mean obviously (laughs) if you have any media media literacy you would know from the get-go that this wasn't true (laughs) because of like who machi is just like uh, her position in the story um but also like we know instantly even from these lines that something is kind of fishy um Because we see Machi's parents doing the exact same thing Yuki's parents do, which is putting words into her mouth, deciding her opinions for her, um, and not letting her express herself at all. Um, And then after she's kicked out, they show this um, shot of her, and she looks, like, she looks really- I I thought that she looked really devastated, but, like, in a very quiet- like, she's holding it back, right? Because her emotions are so often misconstrued. Um. Or her actions are so often misconstrued that I think she's like afraid to show emotions like at all.
0: Yeah, I think she also just looks a little shell shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like so, yeah. No, I think there's like a lot happening there. There's a lot. There's a lot. But yeah, I also it's it's not like she's like trembling and holding. No, no, it no, no, in. no. It's like she's just like she's kind of like shut down. But she's not like she's like
1: similar to Yuki in, in that like. Even when Yuki is like at a very emotional extreme, especially in the beginning, it's not like he's trembling or shaking or anything. He's kind of just no, shuts down.
0: Just... Yeah, they both shut down. It's yeah. a very similar thing they do. So then we go to Machi, Oh, Yuki and, uh, and Kakiru. Yeah. Um, they're on their little walk and is like, That shit they said, you know, I mean it's 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 sort of true. And Yuki is like, What what? <laughs> I don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cocker like, "Ll, you might be right." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I no. like. I really like Cockeru's delivery, in, or not Cockeru, but his voice actor's delivery in this scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good in general. I liked the voice acting that his voice actor did this episode. Yeah. It was nice. I also just like, he's great. I like the quality of his voice. It's good. Me
1: too. I like him a lot. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. No. Oh, but I like him a lot, and I also think that him and Shibazaki have really good chemistry. Yeah. But um. yeah, I did think it was interesting that, like, he, like, Kakiru presents this narrative as if it's the truth. Like, he's sort of questioning it. Like, yeah, it might be close to the truth. Like, here's what my parents told me. And then it isn't until Yuki is like, that doesn't sound, like, true that Kakiru starts to question it a little bit more. And I think that, like, it does kind of speak to, like, when your parents tell you things, like, even if you've had issues with your parents in the past, you still might be, like, prone to believing them, um, because they're your parents. Like, their words, like, still hold weight.
0: I read that scene quite differently than you, in that I don't think Kakaru has ever really believed what his parents told him about Machi. Um... I think at that point in time, I think he was probably still... I don't exactly know how old they were when this happened, but I think this was, like, probably either, like, not that far before or not that long after he, like, blows up. Um, And so I therefore think he would be kind of suspicious of his parents at this point in his life. Um, Also, I just think, like, what's happening isn't that... He's relaying, like, I mean, he is relaying the story he was told to Yuki, but I think he's relaying it because he knows Yuki also doesn't buy it, and he knows Yuki's gonna want to get to the bottom of it, and Yuki's gonna have more success with it than he ever would be able to, um, Mm -hmm. because he knows that Machi's not going to open up to him, and he doesn't, he cares about Machi, but I think he's also bad at interacting with her, um, and has a bad time, like, trying to understand her and get through to her and he knows that yuki has an easier time with that and so he's purposefully being like i'm gonna make yuki feel kind of motivated to get to the bottom of the situation and then i'm gonna hide in the hall while he does that you know like yeah so no i
1: completely agree with that like i think that was his goal when he brought it up because he knows that because yeah he has a really really difficult time communicating with machi But he knows that Machi likes Yuki, and he knows that Yuki likes Machi. Um, And he also knows that Yuki... He doesn't know the details, but he knows that Yuki had similarly neglectful parents. Um, Yeah. But I, I think... The way I was reading the story is that... I think he had his doubts. And... That's why he brings up the story to Yuki, and also just in general, even if he did 100% believe it, which I, I, again, like, I think he had his doubts about it, um, that it would just be good for Machi to open up to someone in general. Like, he's just trying to help Machi. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: but I don't, I don't, I honestly don't think Kakeru is smart enough to, like, test Yuki that way.
0: Oh, I think he is.
1: Oh, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think he's a dumbass, but I think he's also, like, got a decent amount of people skills in, like, weird way. I don't know. But I think, I don't think it's, like, ne- necessarily, like, super calculated. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't, I think, I think he basically knows what he's doing. And I think... I think he's pretty smart, actually.
1: No, no, I think he's smart. I just, and like, he has like done stuff like that where he's like brought up something to see what Yuki's reaction is. Like, he's done that before. And that is what, and like, that is what he's trying to do. He's trying to get Yuki to react so that Machi will have someone to talk to about it. Um, Yeah. But I don't think he's testing him in the way to see if. if he believes that about Machi. Like that's what I imagine. I don't think
0: he's see I'm not I'm not actually I don't think he's in- testing Yuki. I don't think oh, that's okay. at all what he's doing. I think he's using Yuki as like a tool. Oh no no, he bit. definitely yeah, I 100%
1: agree with you. But okay, I don't that's, think, that's I don't think this is a might... test
0: of Yuki's character. I okay. think this is just, um like I think like I think the reason he wa- he's doing this is because he knows Yuki doesn't believe this and he knows mm-hmm. Yuki wouldn't buy a story like this. Um it's not like Let's see. It's it's like I want Yuki to get to the bottom of this for me because I know he can and I can't. Yeah. Um, um but yeah. I just yeah. yeah, I think the biggest difference is I don't think he's ever believe I think he's always known that maybe there was some grain of truth to the story that his parents told him, but I think he also is like there's no way that it was nearly as bad as they made it out to be.
1: Yeah, I think that's where we're disagreeing. But everything
0: else we agree on. <laughs> I think the kind of thing he's doing like makes sense especially considering like his upbringing and like i think he's very good at playing kind of like social chess like the way that like almost somas are like kind of do where they like and analyze a situation and then they're like what's the way i can deal with this the most effective way it's like when machi was getting bullied he was like okay here's a bad situation i'm going to find the most unobtrusive way to solve this problem um, I think he's good at playing games like that. The kinds of, like, weird social, like, let's, let's run all the, like, variables and see how I can get out of this. because um, I think in some ways, like, yeah, like, Machi and Kakadu's upbringing was, like, similar sort of, like, big, messy, um, social situation.
1: No, I agree. But I also think that when it comes to Machi in particular, like, the core of their conflict is that he does not understand her. Like, she is baffling to him. Um... And, and so that's why I'm saying, like, I don't know. I think he, I think, like, he just didn't really know what to believe.
0: Mm. Yeah, I guess we'll, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm standing pretty firm, I, I don't think he believed it. I just, it doesn't seem like something he would believe. Like, if Yuki could, like, who hasn't known Machi, like, obviously Yuki has a way easier time understanding and connecting with Machi than Kakarou ever has. But also, like, if Yuki, who's known her for, like, a couple, for, like, a year, is able to be like, that's obviously bullshit. Kakeru, who was in the situation itself, probably was like, this is bullshit. But that's, but I feel
1: like that's my argument too, that Kakiru was told, was fed this narrative about Machi his entire life, and how he is meant to, like, surpass her and everything. So like, he could still have internalized biases against Machi that he doesn't realize he holds that are left over from um, the way he was raised.
0: Yeah. And
1: Yuki is a much more neutral party. True enough, yeah. But we can agree to disagree and just move on. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's a very (laughs) fine distinction. (laughs) It's a fine distinction. Doesn't yeah change that much? Yeah, Um. (laughs) but his goal is what
1: it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we get um.
0: (laughs) I can't believe they put this in the script. Kimmy, the size of his wallet, fl- uh, got shot in the chest, so Kakaru could say, "No man could get an erection in that room." I can't Dog. fucking
1: believe they put that in the script. They and that's really what, and that, by said, the way that is what he says in
0: Japanese too. They really made this man say like, elect- "Uh, er- not elect- They really made him say erection on, in the word he he had to say that yeah in fruits basket
1: uh well he he doesn't say the word erection he says um he says like a slang word for penis and then the word for like rise up (laughs) which is not the word for erection but it's i guess it's more of a colloquial term (laughs) Because erection, because also, I thought it was weird that erection is the ch- is the word that they chose. Because of what teenage boy says the word erection? Would he not say like boner or hard on?
0: Like, yeah. why would you
1: say that? <laughs> are we in Sometimes science class? Crunchyroll subs
0: are bad,
1: especially because he was saying slang in Japanese.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> shouldn't he have said like no man's dick could get hard in that room? or whatever? Right. <laughs>
1: Anyway, but so I did scream when he said that. Um, I I couldn't believe it.
0: And also, gross man, that's your sister. <laughs> so, well, gross man, that's your sister is a real theme in this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, Kakiru, you're, you you have you have problems and also issues. He has so many problems <laughs> and issues and. Um, problematically sublimated <laughs> desires. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Kakiru.
1: Kakiru. if you like him so much, maybe dating him vicariously through your sister is not the way. Yeah, just, just a thought, dude. Just a thought. <laughs> What's better? Like, weird like treading on incest
0: or being gay <laughs> pick one pick one dog i, I promise you yuki's gay <laughs> uh, <laughs> and also has a crush on yeah, you yeah the whole
1: sister thing is going <laughs> to fall apart
0: it's going to fall apart it's going to fall apart cockaroo you're only going to break her heart he's going to break your sister's like, heart you're going to break your sister's heart um it's he really is like, okay, I'm gonna use Yuki, so I can unearth whatever bullshit family trauma that has been hidden from me, and I'm gonna use Machi to get in Yuki's pants because I can't. <laughs> Just like, oh, dude. I do also
1: like, <laughs> I think it's very, um, it's very like teenagery roundabout also to like somehow make a reference to your crush's dick. <laughs>
0: literally Uh what is wrong with you but also
1: yuki's Uh reaction is so funny obviously he's so shrill there's so many lives in this episode where he is like on like decibels only dogs
0: can hear (laughs) (laughs) immediately he's like what the fuck? why don't don't do not say it (laughs) Um, don't make it about that (laughs) yeah um really really good and funny behavior and then yuki goes and like slings himself over Kakaroo's shoulder very cutely and Kakaroo starts talking about snow um and yuki's just like yuki's just like you are giving me whiplash dog and i'm like me fucking too yuki i love the
1: way like i feel like the yeah him like doing the total like pivot on subjects is i had like a few theories um, one he has ADHD two um, <laughs> <laughs> two he's I think that he's also kind of like diffusing the seriousness of the task at hand and I think he's also like I don't know I think he's kind of obscuring his investment in the situation like I think like Kakiru kind of projects this persona of himself um, yeah. where he's kind of like careless just kind of like chill dude and so I think like when he does stuff like this, it's to kind of be like, nah, I'm still chill
0: and cool. Like, I don't care that much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think all three of those things are true. <laughs> the answer is yes. All of the above. Cockerum, uh, my beloved, you are demented in Act 3, but I do love you. Um, dog, there's better ways. Actually, you know, it would be so funny what? if, obviously this only exists in like the nightmare universe where someone like me wrote Fruits Basket, <laughs> but, and you are also going to be on board with this, but it would be really funny if instead of trying to sublimate his desire to get with Yuki by trying to hook Yuki up with his sister, he instead Started trying to get together with Kyo to make Yuki jealous. Because... <laughs> well, Kyo is just like, "What are you doing?"
1: Wait, Amelia, I have to steal that for my fic. <laughs> yeah, that would be
0: that. Would, that's the Act Three plot I want. Yeah it's just so funny oh my and God. it would make yuki insane no it would honestly it, it would, would be make great yuki so
1: crazy because it could parallel the fucked up love triangle that's happening with the adults
0: it would be perfect it would be so perfect <laughs> man
1: uh, would it, only... uh oh. would it be gay and convoluted
0: it would it be gay and convoluted that's
1: just what being gay is like um yeah. Yeah, so I did like um, that they showed us this little moment of Kakeru remembering about Machi walking around in the snow, which like is what goes back to what I was saying before is that like Kakeru is a person who tries very hard to understand other people. and he does not understand Machi. She's, her behavior doesn't make sense to him. and um, she's also extremely closed off. Um, So I thought, like, the fact that, like, this little moment stuck with Kakeru to the point that he remembers it years later is interesting. Like, I think it really hammers home that Kakeru tries really hard, but there's just something about Machi that is, like, standing in the way of him understanding her.
0: Yeah. I think it's probably also, like... One of the first times he started seeing behavior from her like that in the sense that, like, now he's like, oh, Machi wrecked a classroom again. I'm going to go help her pick up the papers. Like, I don't know why she's doing this, but I know it, I kind of, I, she's like remembering back when he kind of started the first instance where he could remember her doing something kind of notably strange in that same vein. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: And then we go to,
0: <laughs> I think this is probably my favorite scene in the episode. Um where where they go to they, her apartment Mashi opens her door and you see kakaru's little happy <laughs> face and all the little arrows at yuki looking chill was like such a cute funny little detail and i thought like the way that that because that's
1: what that was in the manga and i love the like one two three it wasn't yeah. really well it was cute it was it <laughs> is like good at comedy yeah is he good at anything else it's debatable no um and then i also like you know kakiru's dragging yuki into her apartment so hard that he's tripping over his own feet machi's screaming and then there's like truly like one of my favorite moments in the manga is when kakiru hands yuki machi's bra it's so <laughs> fucking funny
0: Kakuru, there's something so wrong with you um also i love where yuki like machi is like really embarrassed and like worked up and yuki is like staring at her room which is like a total mess and he's like very serenely and cheerfully is like oh it's like the sea of decay which is a fun joke to himself yeah is just like what are you saying
1: (laughs) hey guys we had some technical difficulties and ended up losing half the episode so we re-recorded it the next day uh check out part two for the second half of the episode